Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christ died. I know really, I know you've heard it before, millions of times, I'm sure. But really, Jesus Christ died. His body and soul violently ripped asunder on Good Friday. They came back together on Easter morn. That same self, Jesus. That same Jesus who broke bread for 5,000. Fed the disciples after his resurrection. That same Jesus who took on human flesh, born of the Virgin Mary. That same Jesus who learned carpentry from Joseph. Who taught theology to fishermen. Who walked the dusty roads of Galilee. Jesus rose. That Jesus died, and that Jesus rose from the dead, and he really did it. At the resurrection, it draws the, its intensity from these words, for you. He does this for you. The astonishing aspect of Jesus' death and life, resurrection, ascension unto heaven is for you. For you he breathed his last. For you he ascended into heaven. He did this for us. This was a favor that God has done for us, out of love for us. John 3.17, God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him and not some pithy abstract world and not some silly abstract you either. The real you, the actual you. But not just you, but for every human being. Every man and woman born of man and woman we're all born corrupt, we're all born disadvantaged, we're all born spiritually dead sticks, unable to work upon ourselves until we have been made alive in Christ. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, but still filled with sin. And sin distances us. Sin distances us from God, it distances us from our friends and from our neighbors. It distances us from our brothers and our sisters. It estranges us from creation. It can even set us against ourselves. Theology student Tirza Vilgas, it's V-I-L-E-G-A-S, Vilgas, at an LGBT worship at Duke University says, the students need to accept their sexuality. Because you have never been called to abandon yourself. Abandoning yourself is a negation of the truth as to who you are, and it is always a lie. Chasing who you are, or better yet, who you were, trying to become something or somebody, especially if that is outside the gifts of Jesus Christ, is ridiculous. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus tells his disciples, if anybody would come after me, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow. 
Poor Teresa, I don't know how much she's paying for that private Christian education at Duke, but I, at the very least, it's mislabeled. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? I don't accept the body of death as it is. I reject it. I deny myself every single day. I deny myself every single day. That is what has made up the cruciformed life. Christ is, is forming me to be like Him by denying what is in the world and trying to be like Him and choosing those things that are from above. Jesus loves me and He loves you. And He wants better for you than what you are. Galatians chapter 3, verse 20. Not that something was lovable within me, within my own personality, something that I had to find. It wasn't something that I had to uncover. It wasn't something that I had to pursue It's God's love that makes me lovable to God. It is found and formed in the centrality of God's love for his creation. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, destined us to be loved by his sons and daughters through Christ. Why me? Why you? I don't know. I don't know why we have been elected unto eternal life, except for the fact that we have. Through baptism, through the sacraments, through the preaching of God's word, God has chose us by himself and called us out of the world. Not to be like the world, to come out of the world. To be salt and light into a dying and a wicked generation. But Christ is alive. And Christ is alive. And he's not merely a memory. He's not a slogan. He's not a commercial. He's not a symbol. If all of creation were to forget the name of Jesus Christ, he would still be alive. Still be alive in his flesh, still be alive with his wounds now and forever. And he has done this for you. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24 Christ has entered into the sanctuary made with hands, not made with hands, but into the heaven itself and now appears in the presence of God on our behalf. Christ is my intercessor. Christ is your living high priest who goes to God the Father for you in your stead for your benefit. He is a ceaseless advocate before the throne of God, wordless pleadingly unto the God the Father Almighty. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And herein is the heart of Easter that Jesus is alive and that he is alive for you. Colossians chapter 1. If you have been raised with Christ, again, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him into baptism into death. So as Christ was raised from the death, that we too might walk in a newness of life. My baptism introduces me into Christ. It identifies me in this singular way with my Lord. It is my identity. My only worthwhile identity, to tell you the truth. My unity with Christ and his passion and his death and his resurrection that has brought new life unto my soul. As a result, I am right now in this moment living my life in union with a living, risen Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. 
And that is not something that I have to pursue. It's not something that I have to create. It's not something I have to become. Paul cries, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life that I live now, I live in the flesh by the faith in Christ Jesus who loved me and he gave himself for me. This newness of life, these things that are from above, all of this faith, all of this hope, all of this love within the context of joy over my Lord and Savior who has come back from the dead. It's the kind of joy that only Christ can give. And it can't be imitated and it can't be faked. And it can't be created. It can't be pursued. Yes, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Don't think, don't seek the things of earth. Don't seek the things of mortality. Don't seek the things of flesh. What's earthly? Mortality, impurity, passions, evil desires, covetedness, anger, malice, wrath, slander, foul talk within your mouth. These are not things that God would have for us. These are not things to be pursued. These are not things to be proud of. <clears throat> Lying, deceiving by God's name is not from above. But to be raised with Christ means that we're risen Christians still live now on Calvary till I'm finally raised with Christ until he changes my lowly body to be like his glorious body. I continue to walk in the way of the cross. I stand beneath countless crosses on which countless Christians have been pinned on. Take up your cross and follow me. I have to say, I've never really delighted in all of my crosses. I've never always really enjoyed carrying my cross individually, daily. I don't like pain. I don't like being different. I only find the way to ease the weight of my cross in finding the same way of Simon of Cyrene. And that is to carry someone else's cross. To help another Christian struggle under the cross of Calvary. To hold their hand and to be with them, to be their friend as they, they struggle to be Christ in this world. Now it's probably not sound psychology, but pull your minds off of yourself, off of your own wants, off of your own needs, and visit somebody with a bigger tumor. Someone who's sicker than you are. This is risen religion. This is St. Paul's one body in Christ with many members. If one suffers, then we all suffer. We who worship within these walls are not hundreds of, of crucified bodies on hundreds of crucified crosses upon hundreds of different Calvaries. It's more than that. We're a microcosm. We are the church in miniature. We are human family on a tiny scale as one cup is made up of many grapes, as, as one loaf of bread is made up of many grains. Here together we are gathered at this table in the midst of our risen Christ in order to rest our souls. And this risen Christ is with us. And here we are frighteningly still flawed. We are simultaneously saints and sinners. But God himself has destroyed the distance. He has made us heirs of the kingdom of God. 
And as he had presented, as he presented himself and made himself known to Mary Magdalene, as he presented and made himself known to, to doubting Thomas, as he presented and made himself known to those disciples in that locked upper room for fear of persecution themselves, as Jesus has made himself known to those disciples on the Sea of Tiberias as they fished all night and caught nothing. Christ has made himself known to you. Seek the things that are above. Seek the things that are Christ's. Seek the things of Christ. And his peace and blessings be upon you in your life. For now, until it is completed in our Lord Jesus Christ and the resurrection of all flesh. In Jesus' name, amen.